Welcome, 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 welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Devin White. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm also known as Dev the Counselor. And my lovely co-host is... Hi, I'm Eglin Elisan, but you can call me Eddie for short. I am a master's level marriage and family therapist with special, um, my areas of interest being couples and sex therapy. That means she's all about the get down. Um, so, I'm all about love and sensuality, okay? Yeah, that's love part of, that's part of the get down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so how are you today? Good. Um, as you know, we're still going through like this whole COVID safe at home, shelter at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm blessed to be able to do so. Um, I'm also blessed to be able to work from home. Mm-hmm. So um, overall, I'm doing well. What about yourself? I'm tired. I'm blessed. Let me start with that. I am blessed. I'm still fortunate enough to still be working and all that fun stuff. Um, but I miss going to work, like actually physically going to work. Um, I don't like, I like people. That's why I became a therapist, because I like to deal with people. So like this whole screen thing is kind of bothering me. But you know, like most people, resilient, you know, make, making it happen. So. See, I work in New York and I live in New Jersey. So right. um, that, that lack of commuting I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving it. The place I used to work was like 15 minutes from where I'm living right now. So, you know, the commute wasn't terrible. Yeah, Um, for me, it's about a 45 to an hour and a half, depending on traffic. It's a lot of of time to be with yourself. That's good. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. (laughs) So, Deb, why don't you just explain kind of what we're doing right now? All right. So, today's episode, if you haven't heard... If you're not on Twitter or social media or anything like that, uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about that was like a big story came from one of the favorite families in Black America, the Smiths, Will and Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. So about probably about a month ago now, give or take, um, mm-hmm. R&B singer August Alsina came out and did an interview um, discussing about how he had this wonderful relationship with the married, very much married uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. He outed. Um, he outed, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he outed. You can, you can say that. Those are, those are, those are carefully uh, picked words. He outed mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah, because there have been rumors for years about how, like, how Jada and Will have had an open relationship. So he's one of the first people to publicly uh, quote-unquote confirm those rumors. So it was a very interesting 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 uh turn of events that has spawned into memes and videos and hilarious um so also if you've been under a rock or just don't pay attention to social media uh jd pinkett smith has a facebook show that's called the red table talk in which she brings certain celebrities or just people in her life and they just come talk about various different issues so jada brought herself to the table and it was featuring the Fresh Prince, Will Smith. Um, and it was a very, very, very interesting 12-minute uh, interview or conversation between them two. It wasn't really an interview because I feel like they've talked about this and, like, they're a masters of PR. So, like, they've had these conversations. And these, this conversation was just something that they just had to have publicly. Um, and, like, even Will alludes to it. Um, so yeah, so like one of the biggest things that came out of this whole thing, uh, so Jada admits to having a entanglement. Uh, yeah, entanglement. E, what do you what do you think about this whole thing? Um, first, okay, taking my therapist hat off, real Eddie. Shout outs to Jada because August I've seen is fun. <laughs> okay. And she had Will Smith too. Okay. Okay. And she also had Tupac. Okay. I just want to say from that first aspect, I'm proud of her. Very proud of her. Um, You know, we've all seen August's pictures on the internet. So uh, I I I don't know what you're talking about. It's okay. I can forward them to you if you want. No, I'm okay. (laughs) Um, But I really 
like again taking my therapist hat off and just seeing it and like talking to my friends about it i i thought it was funny because like he really outed her you know um he really and i think how can i say this i think it also shown how normal open relationships can be within the industry and within the entertainment industry because like you said you can tell that this wasn't a new conversation for them right. mm -hmm. um you can tell it was just more of a uncomfortability of having to discuss their own personal lives like publicly um, publicly yeah. which i think that i i applaud them for doing that but in my opinion personal opinion they didn't have to you know mm -hmm. it's their household the only people they should have had that conversation with if they chose to is with their children Mm -hmm. um, because they were going to be exposed to all of that. But overall, I'm like, shout outs to Jada, <laughs> you know? Um, putting my therapist hat back on, I felt so bad for um, August Alcina mm -hmm. because when you really think of the timeline of it all, if this really was four to five years ago, he was about 21, 22. Right, like pretty young. Yeah, he was pretty young. He just was dealing with the death of his brother. Mm -hmm. um, he started having all of these health issues. He had mm -hmm. to become a father of like three, three girls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, three girls out of nowhere. And I believe Jaden was the one that kind of brought him yeah, into Jayden, the family. He was, he was Jaden's friend. Yeah, yeah. he was Jaden's friend. And he was brought into the family looking for guidance. And mm -hmm. Jada was supposed to be one of his mentors so seeing that he was coming from a hurt place i do feel like he was being taken advantage of right um, yeah yeah i don't think anyone ever really sees it from that aspect i think they would if this was will and this was like some other young girl that willow brought to him i was just having that conversation yeah. like if the shoe was on the other foot like it would look really wild how the exactly. setup was. So I guess Will, that just talks about like the double standard that comes with these kind of situations. Yeah. Will would have been crucified. 100%. Crucified. 100%. Um, on social media. But then, again, it's just like, I really feel bad for August because unfortunately, and I'm putting it out there, when you decide to be someone's entangled partner <laughs> um, or you know basically get into a relationship with someone that you know is legally married to someone else and has already let you know because based off that conversation they put out there we're not getting a divorce right like this i'm, I'm, okay not, leaving. Her, I'm mm -hmm. not leaving i'm okay with her doing whatever i might be doing what he's not admitting to him doing yeah, whatever because yeah. he ain't get caught yet you know right. even though teach campbell put him out there but um he's not a he i don't know i just feel i don't know if i'm making sense right now but it it just it sucks that they really had to put that out there will and them had to defend their family but jada took advantage of it and unfortunately August is dealing with the consequences of this is what happens when you decide to be someone's number two and hopes that you think you will get that number one spot. Yeah, so I have like a, a another conspiracy, right? It's not really a conspiracy, just a thought that I have, right? So you have to, I feel like you have to take into the account that one, August may just, well, because I think when you look in, from the parts of the August uh, video that I've seen, because I haven't seen the full clip, um, <laughs> but the parts that I've seen, like he just seems very much at peace at what's going on. He doesn't really seem hurt. He may, like, again, I haven't seen the full thing, so I'm going to throw that out there. Um, but from the parts that, that he had, he just had, like, a really good relationship, and he just enjoyed the relationship, and he was just telling people about the relationship. Um, because if he's leaning with the whole idea of, like, he got his blessing to do this thing or to like leave this from will like it seems like everybody's in on it and then you got to take into the account that both will and jada are actors right so a lot of people when they watch the will and jada clip are saying like how hurt will looked and like how like upset he was i was like that man is acting personally um because i've seen pretty much all of will smith's films um if he is hurt, 
I feel like it's just part of the PR thing just to like make it seem that way. Um, just to not tarnish the the multi-million dollar machine that the Smith family is. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know so. if you noticed, but did you see that she actually, um, I'm always, I'm into metacommunication, meaning like looking at the whole sphere of everything mm -hmm. that's going on around you, right? For those who may not know what that means. If you look at it, the whole time the interview is going on, Jada has her leg on Will and he's, he's massaging it underneath the table. So oh, if, I just saw her leg cross. I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, she had she had one leg up, crossed underneath the other, and the left leg, which oh, everyone was furthest from the camera, uh, uh -huh. was on Will's lap, and he was kind of just like like rubbing on it or whatever the case may be. Hmm. So I mean, I really love that part to be honest, because it just showed that connectivism between mm -hmm. the two of them. But I just feel bad for August because. I mean, I don't feel bad for him. I'm sorry. Um, but I do feel bad to, for him as well. Like, to me, it's kind of when you enter into a certain situation, you kind of know what the out possible outcomes are. Yeah. You can be hopeful that things can change. But in reality, it's like, it's, I know I'm going a little deep with this one. My, my yeah. metaphors typically go a little deep. But it's like if you decide to be a drug dealer. You know the consequences, you know the consequences of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's like death, jail, or you know, you, you really don't see the benefit. You really don't reap what you sold for that. Right, right. For the most part. There's like some people the, that make it, but Yeah, the costs don't outweigh the benefits. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And when you decide to be someone's number two and they've already let you know, I'm not leaving, <laughs> regardless of anything, you're setting yourself up to be hurt. Absolutely, setting yourself up for failure, yeah. Yeah. Now, I also want us to think about when we were around that age, like when we were in our early 20s or anything like right. that. <laughs> it's Jada. Yeah, no, um, I know. I, I get August 100%. Uh, 100%. Even watching the interview, I'm like, Jada is fine. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I get it. I understand. That's a, that's a hey, Miss Carter situation listen, right there. Listen, hey, Miss Smith. I get it. I understand. But like, so like thinking about like the whole idea and concept of like an open marriage and like polygamy, like what, like, could you like give some more insight? Cause you know, you work with couples and so like, could you give some more insight about like what that really means? Like what is like the definition of like an open marriage? Sure. So, um, the funny thing is open marriages are actually more common than you think. I've actually worked with a few couples that have, and I've been to seminars and things like that where they discuss it just to get a, a deeper overview of it. Mm -hmm. Now, the whole idea of, it depends on how you're viewing it, right? So a lot of times people tie open marriages with the word polygamy, mm -hmm. right? So polygamy is just a marriage between one person with two or more spouses, right? But there's also another term that people don't necessarily understand, which is polyamory, right? Okay, so what, what's the difference there? So polyamory is, as we all know, like if we look at the, the, the Latin roots of the words, mm -hmm. poly means many, mm -hmm. right? So polyamory means many loves. Mm -hmm. So that means that relationship, because a lot of times people don't pay attention to this, that relationship can be either sexual, that most people look at, mm -hmm. or emotional. And I say that is because you gotta look at relationships. So sometimes our spouse are cheating on us, but they not they may not be physically cheating on us, right. but they I may have it. that I emotional. Yeah, mm -hmm. they can have an emotional connection to someone else. And for some people, that's worse than actually having yeah. sex, right? So, but then, so polyamory and po polygamy is just basically, um, one is a bit sexist, to be honest. So yeah, polygamy actually comes from like the heterosexual rule. I think it was founded in like 19, I don't even know, like, I'm gonna lie. Uh, I'm not I'm gonna lie to y'all. It was like in the early 1900s, um, it, it came about. But polygeny, okay? So polygeny is. That's a third uh, word. What does that mean? I'm about to get to you. So that goes under polygamy. So polygamy is basically sex oriented. 
polyamory is just love. It can, like, a man could be polyamorous, a woman could be polyamorous. Um, doesn't matter. Polygamy just means more than one spouse, right? But it's based off of sex. So if I'm a wife and I have multiple husbands, I'm polyandry. P-O-L-Y-A-N-D-R-Y. So that just means I have many husbands, okay? Then there's polygeny, which means a man who has multiple wives. Okay. So it's important to note, and then there's um, another aspect that people don't realize. It's called group marriage. So group marriage just means it's a free-for-all. Like oh, the cool. husband can, because most of the time, what people don't realize is that it's, it's rare, not saying that it doesn't happen, but it's rare to find a couple that both parties are looking outward. Right. It's usually one party that's like, no, I can't be with one person. Like I need something else. I need something yeah, outside. I need something else. It's not that you not are. It's not that you're not enough. I love you. I'm gonna spend my the rest of my life with you. But you know, August like Jade August looking kind of cute real quick. Like, can I? You sure, know. Sure. And then um, but and in another situation, like let's say Will wasn't a part of that lifestyle. Um, I'm kind of okay with that because low key I'm married to my career. Right, <laughs> so. Right, right. Um, while you're away with August, I'm, I'm kind of still able to do my own thing. And mm-hmm. I don't really feel any problem because most people in open relationships have the best communication. Like, I feel like you have to, right? Yes, you have to. It's like you have to be able to sit down and break every aspect of that relationship down. Where um, can, can I date someone within this county? Can I date mm-hmm. someone within this state? Um, who's off limits? Is there certain paces you don't want me to do? You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of like the idea where people say, don't embarrass me out there. Right, like, you know, right. don't, don't have anyone come back and be able to tell me anything. It's kind of those type of ideas that are being put out there for that. Okay. Whereas um, going back into the group marriage, it's kind of like the idea of like, yeah, um, Jada out here doing her own thing. Will out here doing their own thing. But, you know, we both live in the same house. We both know that Thursdays and um, Saturdays, yeah. yeah, Thursdays and Saturdays, we can do our own shit, but we always got to come back. Some people have rules where it's like, um, you got to tell me who it is. Um, right. I got to meet this person. We need to have that discussion, which and is what it seems like. Yeah, which is what it seems like Will did with August, like. I needed mm-hmm. to sit down. I need to have this conversation because you're not about to fuck with my family. Excuse my language, guys. I'm a cursor. I even curse in my sessions. So that's who I am. You're a real person, <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah. So, um, but that's one aspect of it. And then, you know, you you have to communicate about every aspect of it. Are we using condoms? Because what what makes it a bit more different is when it becomes polyamory. Because polygamy, sometimes people just focus on the aspect of sex. Right. I'm with you, but I'm, I'm fucking these other people. Well, yeah, because sex is great. <laughs> you know, sex is great. I love it. Um, sex is considered play to me. I'm not really seeing emotional attachment to it. Where there's some people where it's like, I cannot have sex unless I have an emotional connection to you. Sure. Like, unless I feel like, you know, I can talk to you. You're like my spouse. I can't have that. Mm-hmm. So it's also being able to distinct, like find a distinction of which one are you? Are you more of the, I just want to have sex. I don't really care about anything else. Or I need to have that emotional connection and be able to communicate that with your partner. Because surprisingly, you'll be shocked how many couples are actually okay with that. So when we get when we start talking about like the entanglement part, right? So how so let's think about it from like August's perspective, right? So if he if you're like this third party, if you're coming into the marriage or the relationship, because there could be a lot of uh, polyamorous people who who aren't married, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're coming into the marriage, right? What are some things that you have probably seen um, with people that you've dealt with, or just things that you know about um, to better deal with that role i think that's a i think that's a great question 
Um, and it's going to, I first want to give the definition of yeah. entanglement, right? Definitions let's, are important. Let's give the Webster's Dictionary version of what an entanglement would be in this situation. And kudos to um, Jada's PR rep for finding this word. Because oh, when was I heard fantastic. that, I was like, oh, she got someone in the field, huh? Oh, she listen. got someone in the field to help her come up with these things. But, um, uh, entanglement is a complicated or compromising relationship or situation. This is how it pertains to this situation. Now, if you're coming into it, the first thing you need to realize is that you're already walking into a relationship that's complicated. Yeah. Right? There's already certain boundaries, rules, and level for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> I had to cut that yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Because it depends on how that person sees you. Now, let's say I'm polyamorous, where it's kind of like, um, I just want to be in an open relationship. I love you. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. I'm going to have my kids with you. But, you know, um, let's say I liked girls. Like, let's say I was bisexual. Mm -hmm. I love you, man. But, she looking fine right there. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, can can I go do that? Like, I, um, I, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit, go for right? It. Because I think it's <laughs> no, it's not. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard, right? Um, I think that people. One of the things that I learned at Rutgers. Shout out to my undergrad. Shout out uh, to my masters. Yeah. <laughs> um. One of the things that are important to note that I learned there is the difference between heterosexual and heterophilia. Oh. Right? So the name tells it within itself, right? Mm -hmm. Philia typically is linked to a love, sexual linked to sex. Mm -hmm. You can be heterosexual, meaning, I mean, yeah, you can be heterosexual, meaning you like having sex with someone of the opposite sex. And you can be heterophilia, which means you only have romantic relationships, like like um, with someone of the opposite right. sex. That just blew people's minds. I know anybody who's going to be watching this is like, "What? That's a thing?" Nigga, yeah, it's, a, it's that, a whole like, thing. What? It's a whole thing because I can, um, like, let's say again, I'm bringing up bisexuality. Yeah. Let's say someone is bisexual. However, they have only been in long-lasting relationships, intimate relationship. And what I mean by intimate, I mean the idea of being emotionally, physically, spiritually invested into someone else, right? Mm -hmm. You have only been in romantic relationships with someone of the opposite sex, but you may be bisexual, meaning both parties can get it. Right, <laughs> right. Equal opportunity. Uh, yeah. Equal opportunities, mm -hmm. but the only I only see myself spending the rest of my life with Tom, Dick, and Harry. Well, I'm black. Deshaun, Melquan, and <laughs> Melquan. That's know, fantastic. Some, I don't know. I'm making something up. Black I'll people name black people are named Tom and Harry. Dick. Not I don't so like much. that. I don't like that. <laughs> no, a few black Toms. But no, I know. But all right, I'll add in a Michael. <laughs> Michael. But, okay. <laughs> but like it could be that distinction it doesn't mean that okay because sometimes people feel like well how is that possible that means you're not really bisexual blah 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 mm. we always have to remember the kinsey the kinsey scale What's no that? one is um the kinsey scale is basically a scale that was created where it talks about how no one is 100 percent heterosexual or 100 percent homosexual. We all fall along this spectrum because it doesn't mean that um, if someone's sitting here like, oh no, I've never looked at a girl a certain way. Right. Have you ever looked at someone who's like, oh my God, I love her body. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, she has such a nice butt. Like, dang, he a little pretty boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the fact sure. that you can acknowledge that a man is a pretty boy, <laughs> that means you know he's pretty. <laughs> right? Okay. Don't be coughing. Don't be coughing pretty boy new. Like, oh, wow, 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 right wow, now. wow, wow. But um, but you can you can acknowledge that someone is seen as attractive, attractive without right. someone telling you that, right? right. Mm -hmm. So 
And I know we've all had situations where we'll, like, we'll look at someone like, damn, this person's fine. Doesn't right. mean that I want to sleep with them. Right. That's a big distinction. I feel like a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. Because, like, I feel like I'm comfortable with myself to be like, oh, that's a good looking guy. Like, and that, and like, yeah, like, I don't want to go sleep with him. Like, that's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. I'm just like, I just appreciate, like, oh, okay. Like, I, I get it. All right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It. And that's basically what the Kinsey scale is telling you. So you also have to realize that if that's what's going on in, like, our internal psyches without us even realizing it, it's, it will happen in our relationships as well. Because that's why even if you are in a relationship, when you see your spouse talking to someone who's attractive, right? why, why are you talking to them? Who is this person? <laughs> you know, you're a little bit more intimidated um, not saying all people, but sometimes you can be a little bit more intimidated because you find that person to be attractive. That's that uh, I had another episode. Yeah, well, don't worry, guys. We'll 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 get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the idea of like so going back into the idea yep. of mm-hmm. heterophilia and um homosexual, if you are going into this relationship, you need to know what that person's stand is. If they're coming up to you and saying, hey, um, this is my husband or this is my life partner. Um, I'm never going to leave them. I, I, I think sex is play. I would like for you to be my play partner. My spouse agrees. Here are the um, rules and like, here's the rules that we have for each other. X, like, boom, right? Mm-hmm. And then the flip to it is, hey, um, I have my husband, but like, I'm really looking for another boyfriend, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, yeah. he's okay with it. Um, I'm, I'm looking for someone else to bring into our relationship as my third, you know, mm-hmm. um, I may be legal. I may have my wedding ring on this hand, but I I'm willing to have a commitment ceremony, which is a thing. There's actually, this is a thing where you can have a commitment ceremony, which is why sometimes I don't know if I'm going to make you guys look at people's hands, but... <laughs> Looking at both hands? Yeah, if, actually, that's true. If they have a ring on both hands, both ring fingers, that means that they have a, a significant other legally, as well as a life partner as well. They could. They could just like jewelry. They could that, just this, like jewelry. They could just like jewelry. There's levels to this. But there's levels to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes people just wear wear rings and things like that as well. Um, so I think it's important to know what you're walking into because you could come in thinking, yeah, I'm about to smash. I'm about to have yeah, I'll be ready. You yeah. know, ready, ready, right? Because, and then because of that, your defenses are down mm-hmm. because you feel like, oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. This is fun. Okay, we're hanging out. Mm-hmm. Then, then you know what happens? Time goes by and somebody catches feelings. <laughs> right. Right. And depending on who it is, now, if it's not a polyamory relationship, it was more of like a, a open relationship where I can have sex with whomever I want. That spouse could be like, yo, cut that out. Yeah. You're getting too close to this person. I don't like it. And they cut you off because I already told you this is my life partner. Right. I'm this, not yeah. person at all. Now you're hurt. Now you're hurt from that. Right? right. And then the flip to it at the same time is, you got to look at it if um, the person is, is a polyamorous relationship. Mm. I want to bring you in. Are you okay with that dynamic? Because I've, I've seen couples where um, every other week, the wife goes to the other man's house and spends time. I've had situations where they all live together. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, like the Brady Bunch, but not okay. Yeah, yeah. But not, like they just have the men have separate bedrooms, and you know. Oh, and she just bow good for her. Yeah, um, and then and that one was interesting because the husband was actually he just was the free love, like I just want to have sex. So okay. it actually worked for him because when she would be with her other, other he he would be you know in these streets having his. That's fun. very interesting. Like, so, would they would they ever like run into each other like? Like out places, or like, will they run well, into each she, other? Or like, bring people in. She had another in? boyfriend. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like for her, she had another life partner. She wasn't out there looking for anyone else. Got you. She already she, had him. Got you. Yeah, it's polyamory. Like she already had her two loves. She was fulfilled. Both partners gave her what they wanted. Um, 
And I've even had, I've even met with couples where children were involved, you know, and the kids knew that this is mommy's boyfriend and all this other stuff and having to have those conversations with the kids so they understand what's happening. Watch this, right? So what do we do, right? Like, how would you counsel someone or like talk to somebody if they were like the person who was trying to be entangled and... Like the person, like the the person in the relationship, told them like, "Look, this is your role. This is where I see you as. Like, how do like this is your role? This is what I see you as." And like the person still catches feelings. Like, what would you tell them? Like the third person still catches feelings. The third, per- I mean it's bound to happen like i don't think there's no way to go around that but for me i i definitely would validate those feelings because regardless of anything even if you like i going back to the drug deal even if you know selling these drugs is gonna get you arrested right um you still gonna sell it because you know what that money is great yeah yeah that you're getting is great all of that is great right until you go to jail <laughs> right right or you in that hospital bed or whatever the case may be that's when and pardon my jail references i used to work <laughs> there, so, you know, i've been everywhere pause um, Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's like you have to you have to validate those feelings because Again, even if you walked into a situation knowing that this at the end is going to hurt you, it doesn't make the pain less. And sometimes it makes it worse because no one actually has your side. Right. Because either way, way, people are looking at, oh, it's crazy. Like, it doesn't even, like, people aren't even looking at, like, why would... Why would uh, like Will and Jada ever let this happen? They're looking at August like you knew what you were getting into, so it sucks to suck. So yeah. yeah, and and that could be very isolating for someone. Like I yeah, I knew that there was a possibility that we weren't going to like. I knew this was there was an end date to it, but right. I didn't expect it to end like this. I didn't expect all of these situations to happen. And I think that's important for that person to process that because that is pain. When you fall in love with someone and for any reason that feeling is not reciprocated. That's tough. That's tough. Because like his interview, he was like, I would die. He's like, I could die right now and say that I've loved someone to the fullest capability. I was like, whoa, that's some powerful stuff. Like, I don't, like, that is deep. And then for her to be like, oh, yeah, I was, it was an entanglement. It was like, it was what it was. Yeah, that that's hurtful. Yeah. That's extremely hurtful to someone because if he feels like he can die tomorrow and yeah. feel like he loves someone to the deepest, that means he understands the pain. Mm-hmm. Because it's different from losing a, it's different from losing a parent. It's right. different from losing a sibling. Right. It's different from any of type of, any of those type of love loss. But when you've allowed yourself to be vulnerable to a person outside of your immediate circle, mm-hmm. that hurts like hell. Right. Especially if that person where you're like, I love them. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I love them. So <laughs> and then that person's like, I mean, we was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was straight. It was nice for what it was. It was yeah, cool. It was, that you have to process that. You have yeah. to process that. But then the second part is looking into why did you get into that relationship in the first place? Right. Like what? Like what did you need from the relationship to to you know validate yourself? If if anything. Yeah, what what was the need and what did you gain? Right. Sometimes it's the idea of it could have started off with I just wanted to be able to say I smashed data. I yeah, again, I get it. I understand. 100%. Yeah. But yeah. then it was just like, yeah, I, I decided I wanted to smash her, but then it's like, you know, her family's mad cool. We go on trips together. I felt, <laughs> I felt loved. Yeah. My family was broken at that time. Yeah. I was going through so many medical issues and this person made me feel safe mm-hmm. and I knew it wasn't good. I knew what was going on wasn't going to be helpful and I was going to get hurt at the end. But at that point in my life, I needed to find someone who I felt loved me. And she gave me that. That's so deep. 
That's very, I feel like if you feel so many people, like, or you see so many people that do that, right? So even like in the work that we do or just like our friends, right? Like people going into situations that they know are no good, that they know are toxic, that they have no business in, but they do it anyway because that feeling of this person makes me feel safe in this moment or this person makes me feel loved in this moment. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a caveat to that too. Sometimes it's because I know I have an out. Interesting, talk about that. So sometimes um, people are afraid of intimacy. You know, a lot of people are okay with having sex, right? Oh, yeah. Sex is easy, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am, right? <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people, it's easy for them to have sex, but to form an emotional connection with someone, it's tough. That shit yeah. is scary. That mm-hmm. is scary. That is a level of vulnerability that you literally, once you start unlocking, or like starting, because everyone comes into a relationship with baggage, right? Right. When you start opening up the suitcase and letting that out to someone else, that can be more fearful than anything else going on in your life. Right. Because people have these walls up. People have these masks that they wear or whatever the case may be. But then the flip to it is if I know I have an out, this it can't be a forever, I can open this door, but I can leave whenever I want. Because in if I choose to leave, and I'm talking about from the perspective they chose to leave, right, right. not the person left them. Right, right, right. I can leave at any point and everyone would be okay with me leaving. Because I'm glad you finally wised up. I'm glad you finally yeah, saw that yeah, yeah. it wasn't the one for you. Right. And so there is no real need to create a tie for anyone, but you have this pseudo relationship of what you want. That's when people get into these, even though we're now calling it entanglements, but that's why people get into these situationships. Absolutely. Where I'm, I'm going to say we're mutually exclusive. I'm going to say that um, we're not going to have sex with anyone. I'm going to introduce you to my parents. I'm going to introduce you to my family, but we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. We're going to do all these things together, but there's no title. Yeah. And it's a trap. It's a trap for whoever, like, you know, for whatever is going on, it's a trap that you're setting yourself up to be in because now you're stuck in that in-between realm of, can I approach him about this situation? But I can't really because that's right. Because that's not my boyfriend. That's my man. Yeah, yeah. Or that's no, not my girlfriend. Yeah. You can hear someone tell you is like, but you're not my woman though. Like you're not my girl. You're not my man. Like, yeah, like you why are you come? Like why are you coming to me with this? Yeah. Yeah. Because then you just the only response you have is, oh, you like got I, it. Like I just met your parents yesterday. Why can't I come talk to you about this serious issue? Yeah. Exactly. And and a lot of times people use situationships as a way to still get that intimacy because a lot of people are, I don't know if you're looking at me, Dev, but a lot of people are serial monogamers, right? That's crazy. (laughs) And um, with being a serial monogamer, some people, and this is nothing negative, but some people just need that other person there with them, right? Mm-hmm. Not it's not a bad thing. It's really not a bad thing. We're humans. Humans are not meant to be by themselves. Factual. That's why most people either if they're not in a romantic relationship, they typically have they got somebody family ties, yeah, or have someone in their life that mm-hmm. helps fulfill whatever need that they want, right? Mm-hmm. But it's about the idea of technically, I'm not tied to anyone. If right. I want to leave tomorrow, I, I will. Mm-hmm. If I want to do this, I can. But what happens is, you know, I, I don't remember the name of the individual, but this is woman on Instagram. Love her. She does like a, a breakdown of your head, your heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her name is Katie something. Hey, Katie something. Yeah. I forget her, like her real name, but the council, that's the, uh, that's the yeah. Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Like the council of women and how like we really break down the situation. What happens is logic in your head will let you know, like, this is a fucked up situation. Get out of it as early as you can. But then those emotions start creeping in. Those emotions creep in and be like, oh, he bought me those flowers. Oh, he took me on a trip. <laughs> I got to meet the family. 
oh my God, we're, we're pillow talking. It's not just a wham bam, thank you, man. We're actually sitting and getting to know each other. Yeah. Maybe there is a future. I think, and that's so, that's such an interesting thing, right? Because I feel like a lot of people, um, and I'll use personal uh, antidotes, right? Like people like, because they feel certain things are a big deal, they think when they experience it, it's a big deal for the other person. Um, for instance, whenever um, I had a partner or someone like me, my mother, right? They were like, oh my God, this is such a big deal, me and your mom. I'm like, it's not a, it's not a big deal. Like you and my mom, like it's, it's fine. Like that, like that wasn't the, the, like the deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when you meet my close circle of friends, like when I bring you around them, that's when it's like more serious because like those are the people you're going to see most of the time. So it's like, if you don't necessarily get along with them, then that's where the bigger issue is. My mom likes everybody. Like I haven't met anybody who my mom, like there's no one who I've brought home who my mother doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have to be a really terrible person for my mother to not like you in front of you. Um, so it's like a hard thing to do. But like my friends, some of my friends, like if they don't like you straight away, like you will know right away. And they'll put me to the side. Why is she here? What are you doing? <laughs> Like why are you why are you doing this? Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call out this friend um, because she's she's changed her ways. Um, but yeah, but shout out to her. She'll she'll listen to this and she'll know who she is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like a lot of things. So like that thing wasn't a big deal for me. Um, but thinking about one or two people in particular, they were like, "Oh my God, I met your mom." So it's like we're pretty serious, right? It's like no, he's about my mom not that not that big a deal so i feel like people project um based on what they feel is serious to them yeah um, so yeah no i i totally agree with you see i'm haitian sakbate yeah you see it got my heart um but uh, for me that would have been a big deal like right. i've actually true story don't judge me I've actually ran away from like someone because literally ran like oh. when I was an undergrad because oh. he wanted me to he wanted me to meet his mother <laughs> and I knew it wasn't a serious relationship and for me and my culture and in my family mm-hmm. um of origin you do not meet someone's parent unless you're thinking this is some this is marriage or whatever mm-hmm. yeah but again it wasn't anything against them like I I had feelings for him at that time but again it it for me, culturally, that was too big of a step that you like were to do. to do at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think you were right with saying that because a lot of times females, I'm telling you, I see this constantly in my office. Because a guy introduces you to his mama, his best friends, yeah. invite you over on the holidays, this man could just be a serial monogamer, okay? He yeah. can, no, no shade against that, but he could just be that person that always has somebody there. And depending on what type of mama he has, like, you know, if he has that outright, then he, you bring it home somebody else now? <laughs> like, sometimes parents will call you out on that. Yeah. Or tying that back into what's going on, I'm, I think it's also important to know where you stand on it too. Cause mm-hmm. think about if you believe in a polyamory relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about the term of polyamory, not polygamy and the idea of open relationships. Mm-hmm. If you have a belief of that situation going on and both parties, I think this is very important to know both parties agree to it because there's been there are situations in which someone goes oh yeah my wife's okay with this Mm -hmm. meanwhile wife don't know nothing about what's going on nothing about nothing (laughs) right or um we're separated meanwhile they still live together still having sex and all this other shit that's going on so so I, i think it's so important to know what your true stance is and again pick up on those red flags because mm-hmm. if jada to, if jada told you that she love you and um i'm gonna be with you you're gonna be my little boyfriend you're gonna live in the house with us with me will um jada and willow <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and then you know every now and then trey coming back into it <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean because you know 
can't forget the other kid, you know. That's funny. But like if if that's what they she told you and Will gave you the okay, that's great. But if the stance was you need to stay in this position in this yeah and if you get out of this position, our relationship needs to end. You cannot get is. mad yeah. if the relationship ends. Yeah. It may be so tough for you because you look at it like, oh my God, I just waste, I spent, wasted, I'm going to say wasted. Mm-hmm. I wasted all this time investing into someone who I thought really loved me, really was willing to build with me. And it was all for nothing because now you leave me, here I am looking like the fool and you still have your marriage and family. Looking like boo-boo the fool. Looking like boo-boo the fool. Talking about we ride together, we die together. Bad relationship, bad marriage. That was crazy. Family. That's a whole, that, I feel like we should talk about that another time. Just talk about how, like like the reasons why people stay in bad marriages. Yeah. Or just bad relationships in general. Because I don't, I don't know how many people that are going to listen to this will be married. So we'll see. Any any final final thoughts about like this whole thing? Um, I just want to say that again. Um, I, I want the question to that you ask yourself if you ever are in this situation is how can I say this? Um, look at the idea of is this building or destroying your self esteem? and the respect that you hold for yourself because sometimes in these situations we can be so blinded that we don't look at that so keep wondering does this person have the best intention for me are they only really looking towards their own needs and what is it that would really make me happy um i wish i can do like a diagram Mm -hmm. because this is what i think it's so important i saw um spirits that's her name she's one of the she's a therapist that i love she has a show on own called oh uh, yeah yeah, okay Mm -hmm. yeah i i was watching a a talk with her i think deb was the one that actually showed me that because Mm -hmm. like she reminds me of you i was like yes i love her um but she talked about the aspect of a relationship and the worst kind of relationship to be in is the idea of a circle and a square Mm -hmm. right so just imagine like i'm i'll kind of draw it out for you guys right now just a diagram yeah you know i'm this person even do this in my sessions guys like but think about the aspect of someone who is a square in a relationship, right? And then the partner being the circle, right? That's like a genogram. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just gonna color in the circle so it makes a little bit more sense when I show it to you. So look at the idea of like the circle and the square. Yes, my drawing is horrible. I, I did it on the side. Horrible, really good circle. So when you think about it, the person who's the circle, like let's say, and I'm using the idea of like Jada and um, August. Yeah. No, not even well, Jada and August. Right, right, right. Jada would be the circle. All of her needs are being met. Everything that she wants, she's getting. She's feeling very fulfilled. She is happy. Bad marriage for life, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. August would be considered the square. So if you notice, majority of that square is covered, right? It's filled in with the circle, right? Dev ain't even paying attention. You see what I am. You talk. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> but if you notice within these little corners, those are your unmet needs in a relationship. All four of those corners represents those unmet needs. And that's the idea of thinking about like when people say like I'm happy in this relationship, but it's like something's missing. But yeah, I'm happy, but yeah. Yeah, it's like like does it like yeah, they do this, they do that, but it's like I need them to do I want them to do this, this, and this. Yeah. Yeah. But I know they can't. They don't have the capability. Right. Now it it doesn't, it's not the same as when you think of like the 
80-20 rule or 70-30, depending on how, what like what ratio people use of like how happy you are, how satisfied you are with your partner than not. It's the idea of like, you know, deep down, there's something inherently missing in this relationship and it right. does not work. And you know, you're just going along for the ride for whatever reason it is. That is what you need to pay attention to. Yeah. Are you a circle or are you a square? Are you guys fulfilling each other's needs? Or is there a part of you that feels like you're sacrificing so much to be what that other person needs, but now you're you're pouring from an empty cup? Right. That's a that's a bar. I like that whole that's like gonna be like a are oh, you gonna drop the mic that you okay, cool, very good. Um yeah, no, I think you you like summed it up perfectly, right? Just like figuring out what your needs are, right? And it was something that you said like in the beginning of like this whole conversation, communication, right? <laughs> communicating what your needs are, communicating what you're expecting, because a lot of people don't do that. When they go into these situations, they're not communicating what they expect or what they hope to gain. Because um, they just kind of just like, oh, I'm here, I'm in it, like, I'm not going to really talk about it, like, I'm just going to go for it. I think that's where a lot of things get lost in the lack of communication. A lot of feelings get hurt in that lack of communication um, or miscommunication, right? Just reading different, reading things the different, different ways um, by people not really getting clarification. Okay. You did this. What does this really mean? Right. Um, and just in, like I said, getting that understanding. Um, so if you're planning on being a third person or opening up your relationship for a third person, make sure you communicate to everybody. Um, don't just be shy steam like, yo, you know what? I'm going to go get an entanglement. You don't have to worry about it. I'm just going to go be entangled. That's not ideal. Um, don't do that. We'll make sure we preface that there, this statement by saying, don't do that. That's not, that's not a good look. Um, but yeah. That might be a wrap for this show. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, make sure you guys like, subscribe, uh, and share on all the wonderful social medias you have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as. No, that's, that's pretty much all of them. That's all the ones. Oh, YouTube. YouTube as well. We'll be throwing it up on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Anything else? No, I think you kind of hit it on the nail, like, just like Dev was saying, if there's any topic you would like for us to talk about, it's so important, like, we're more than willing to do this. It's so, like, this is important for us to talk about, like, mental health, relationships, sex, all of these taboo topics that we watch on Love and Hip Hop and all these other (laughs) relationship shows that are out there, um, it's, it's messy.